Chintani, and welcome to yet another Godfather Minute. Minute. Today we're talking about Minute 155. Alex, repeat after me. Yes. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Cinquanta cinque. Cinquanta cinque. Cinquanta cinque. This is a fun one to say. Cento cinquanta cinque. Cento cinquanta cinque. You got it. Also, I should mention that my name is Alex Robinson. And I should mention that his name is Alex Robinson. And minute 155 um, is like so. We're at the Don's funeral and everyone from Peter Clemenza to Barzini ambles by to pay their respects. As Barzini leaves, he gives Mikey an icy nod of respect. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much no dialogue. What's not even any music in this minute? Yeah, that's it's a great way to describe it. Total silence. Yeah. Icy respect. An icy <laughs> nod of respect. <laughs> oh no, I meant nice, nice respect. Oh, <laughs> oh, while 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 Mikey gives a an icy nod, Barzini gives a nice. <laughs> Nod. <laughs> Nicey nod. Nicey nod. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be tough making a podcast out of this one, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, Alex, I loved this minute. You'd love it. Probably because there is no dialogue. Are you going to go ahead and give it five stars? I'm not sure yet. Preemptively? We'll, uh, we'll see. Okay. But I love how there's no music, there's no dialogue. It really brought me into the facial expressions, the body language, the sadness of the scene, yet the... The calculation, I think, mm-hmm. that was still going on, at least in Michael's mind. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have not watched this minute, it... The, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's, what's the matter with you? Snap out of it. Yeah, oh, you won't see this minute no more. <laughs> the, the, the camera goes back and forth between seeing the mourners coming mm-hmm. up and paying their respects and back to a pretty close-up shot of Michael Corleone's face. Yeah. Really close. Mm-hmm. You see maybe Kay weeping in the back and uh, and Tom Hagen's wife uh, there, mm-hmm. too. She's not weeping, Alex. Hmm. What's the matter with her? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when you mention that because when, when you see Diane Keaton weeping in the background, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, like, is she, like, is she weeping all the time? Is it was just had the camera just happened to catch her when she's weeping? And because it seems to me like if you by now they've been there for like five hours. So mm-hmm. like if the fact that she was still crying to me seems a little it seems a little put on. Mm, as an actress, you mean? Uh, no, I just mean like I think Kay was overdoing it. Like, oh, interesting. Not, not Diane Keaton. I think Kay was kind of like self protesting a little too much as to oh, her. I see, as to, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, um, interesting. I yeah. think I think because Tom Hagen's wife was not crying and Kay was crying, uh-huh. yeah. it just seemed like a good mix of emotional responses mm, yeah. on the part of of those ladies. Because you think Kay was like, I can't believe how insensitive Mrs. Hagen is. <laughs> That's why she's crying. <laughs> when you asked, it was Kay crying the whole yeah. time. I I thought you meant through this entire picture. <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> This entire picture. Oh I like you referring to it as a picture. How do you, how do you know Johnny Fontaine? <laughs> <laughs> Something in it for me. <laughs> yeah. 
Mikey, I, I know you're going to marry someone else when you go to Sicily. You're going to step me over. Oh, wow. You can, there are a lot of comparisons between Fredo and Kay, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm already starting to think of my Kay uh, garbage pail kid. Mm. Mm. Uh, so is the is the the so as you point out they kind of go between pictures of mourners going by and uh, Mikey. So mm-hmm. are we supposed to be like sort of um, with Mikey as he's trying to figure out who the traitor is? I I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so because the scene right before, at least with Michael and and yeah. Don Vito. With with the Don's Corleone, <laughs> they were discussing the traitor as kind yeah. of the focus of their right of their conversation about strategy. So that that's what I, that's how I saw it. Especially yeah. knowing in the future how Michael is be, going to become so calculating, he's definitely using this as an opportunity to scope all the mourners out to try to figure it out. So you think when they show all these people, you think Francis Ford Coppola is tr- like when they show Clemenza, are we supposed to be thinking, Oh, is Clemenza the traitor? Oh I no, th- he is. You know, I never away. thought of that before watching it in preparation for this minute, but yeah. I, I think yes, especially now having read a little bit of the book and knowing more of the background. Yes. Rather than just Michael being there to mourn. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, no, I agree. I think it, I, I, but I also did not notice it until this. I think maybe when you watch it straight through, you're still kind of like um, soaking in the last scene and stuff like this just yeah. seems kind of like, OK, it's kind of like everyone catching their breath. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but watching it out of context, it does seem more like he's like when they show Clemenza, it immediately cuts to Michael, like staring at him. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and is that is that the lovely Mrs. Clemenza with him? Oh gosh, I did not notice her. She at one point, uh, Clemenza is uh, he stands there and he th- throws down a flower or something, and then a woman is, like walks right near him and also throws something down as he's leaving. So it made me wonder if, hmm. if it was Mrs. Clemenza. There's no dialogue in this minute, so it was hard to tell. Yeah, you know, I I noticed the woman who did it right afterwards. She's yeah. standing right next to him. But gosh, I didn't I didn't recognize her as Mrs. Clemenza. But she was wearing a veil, maybe. But she's not dressed in black, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe she looked young. I don't think it was Mrs. Clemenza. Because mm. I think I would have noticed that. Especially mm. after all the, of the, you know, her lobbying efforts to be in the right. movie more, we would have recognized her. <laughs> but I feel like we only saw her from far away in the other, in the cannoli shot. Yeah, but she had a unique looking face. Kind mm. of looked kind of, kind of like a rat, ratty. <laughs> the whole family's rats. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of a pointy nose, small yeah. beady eyes. Oh, we'll go back and look. Yeah. Yeah, we'll check. We'll check. Alex, go check her out. I d- <laughs> it would be great if she originally wasn't in that scene. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Miss Clemenza, she's pulling the strings behind the scenes. Peter, get me in more scenes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, probably, she probably just showed up on the day of the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> That's why right, she was wearing a veil. She's trying to hide her face. <laughs> her, she's trying to hide her little rat face. <laughs> It'd be great if uh, Peter Clemenza says, oh, wait, honey, I got you a part, but uh, I could only get you in a part where you don't have dialogue. It's the funeral <laughs> scene. You can't open your mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, and speaking of Clemenza, this is the first time I noticed that he's wearing a black armband on his arm, mm-hmm. which is kind of uh, foreshadowing of the fact that 
he will be dead soon and that uh we our gold friend frank brantangeli will be wearing a black it seems like yeah. no, no no one else i don't think is wearing a black armband we'll have to see if tessio's mm. wearing one but yeah. it made me wonder if the fact that um frankie five angels was wearing one uh-huh. meant it was more of like an uh an old school mustache pete kind of thing as opposed yeah. to a newer younger you know yeah younger thing do you think the the black armband that frankie fives is wearing in, at the beginning of gf2 is the same band that clemenza is wearing in this scene because remember he he gets his house uh, or, or no he gets his crew and his turf yeah uh, he, oh he doesn't get his house right clemenza doesn't get the house at the end of this does he uh i don't think so. I think no was, i don't think so yeah. I think it's left kind of up in the air, but I think in GF2, they either say Frankie bought it or maybe mm. Frankie got it from Frankie inherited it from Clemenza. <laughs> we'll have to filter. Uh, That'd be great if it's the same armband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't the, the book doesn't uh, talk about that? The origin of the, uh, the armband? No, and stuff? nothing in the book hmm. about the armband. Yeah. Um, have you yeah. ever worn an armband, a morning armband? No, I don't think I've even seen it. A mor- no, morning no. armband. no, it's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting kind of like a signifier. Yeah, it is. Like, is it supposed to be like, oh, you see someone with that, so you just know to leave them alone? Or are you supposed to go up to them and say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss? You're supposed to say, oh, what happened? Who died? What are you supposed to? What wonder, what what is the reaction to a black armband? Yeah, I don't know, I, and I wonder if there's some superstition tied to it mm. or tradition. Yeah, uh, should we ask an answer? Sure, let's try. Yeah, we asked. Last will we'll answer. answer. Yeah, so the guests that come up and pay their respects first is Johnny. Johnny! Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how he puts the flower on the, the casket. Mm-hmm. Not coffin. He puts it on the casket. <laughs> and then he puts his hand on the casket. I think that's a nice touch. He's got a flair for drama, that Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> he, knows there's a pretty, he knows Waltz might be in the crowd. <laughs> Scoping out the next actress for the next picture. You're always auditioning. That's the rule. Yeah. You always think of yourself as being on, a, on an audition. Johnny Fontaine is perfect for this funeral, but I can't <laughs> give him that part. It'll make him a big star again. <laughs> Digging lessons, morning lessons, <laughs> undigging lessons. <laughs> there wasn't enough of embalming fluid, Michael. What do you, uh, if you dig a grave, mm-hmm. you're, you're taking dirt and making a, if, so what do you, what is it, what do you fill in a grave? What's the opposite of digging a grave? Well, they call it a grave digger. Right. I think. Oh, you mean the act, the verb? Yeah. Like if, if I hired a grave digger, would it be, <laughs> is it assumed that he would also fill in graves or is that a different, he's a digger. He's not a, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I do know what you mean. I'm going to phrase it a different way. So you hire a grave digger. Yeah. They dig the hole and then they quit. Yeah. And you need to hire someone. What, what do you? What do you? What do you tell that person? I, hey, I, I'm. I need to hire you to blank. Well, that's what I mean. Is it? Is yeah, like a grave I, filler? Re, grave filler makes it sound like you're a killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grave filler. Well, the, we got 100 grave fillers on the street. That that Turk show one hand on his butt. I'm sure there's some something where there's an, a yeah. Dr. Phil Graves. Refill. A refill. Grave refiller. Hmm. Free refills at the Queen Cemetery. <laughs> maybe they don't even put Maybe they just call it like a, um, a, a dirt man or something like. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Dirt man. <laughs> <laughs> Get the dirt man. It's a top dirt man. <laughs> 
He's a top. He'll put dirt on top of anything. <laughs> we got for for uh, Pop's funeral. We got the best dirt men in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't care. Give me fifty of the best dirt men you got out there. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. He'll. Uh, it's an old fashioned cemetery, and I got a guy that can put dirt right on top of the casket. <laughs> It's an old Sicilian message. It means you're going to be buried in the ground and put dirt on top of you. <laughs> That's a subtle message. You're you're at a meeting or something, and some some schlump just comes up and and shovels a, a one shovel full of dirt right onto you. Schlump. <laughs> yeah, the dirt man. Wow, you have a very low. You have a very oh. low. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying that? Good luck trying to hire someone with that kind of attitude. <laughs> Wait, are you saying this is a high up position? Of course it is. Is it higher than a button man? People are dying to get in that line of work. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so are you saying it's higher than a button man, but lower than a couple regime? Yes. Did Cheech ever make it to Dirt Man? No, Cheech tried to, but he couldn't do it. <laughs> He was, uh, this is the politics. Yeah, he was too, uh, you saw how quickly he folded and, and was willing to testify. Yeah. What never happened to Cheech, I wonder? It, the character? Yeah. Hmm. We know he testified. Did they, did he go into witness relocation? Oh, we'll get there, Pop. Oh. Yeah, we'll get there. I want to see the further adventures of Cheech. <laughs> Would that be a good spinoff? Modern spinoff? <laughs> mm-hmm. The I Cheech th- Files. <laughs> I think they should make a sitcom with Cheech as the central character. Mm-hmm. And he ends every episode with, oh, no, 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 no. That was no blank. Whatever the theme is. And everyone goes, ah. The episode ends. Oh, no, no, no. That was no banana peel on the floor. Let me try one. Let me try Okay. No, no, no. I talked to Barzini. That like you know, like I talked to. What do you mean? That was that Cheech. So what? Anything else? So Johnny give, pays his respects, and then Clemenza. I do like how Clemenza looks up to the sky after putting the flower on the casket. Uh huh. It's just a nice touch. Do you think he's seeing like an angel, the the angel of Don Corleone mm-hmm. floating above? I wonder. Yeah. Mm. He was loyal, and then I think the next mourner is Stracci. Hmm. Good I, think, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, I think that's Stracci, the guy that Clemenza later shoots in the elevator. Hmm. Spoiler alert. And then finally, Barzini. Well, um, I uh, according to the script, mm-hmm. um, when uh, Clemenza does his little bit at the grave, and then he turns and he talks to Al for a second. Yeah. And according to the script, he's no, telling... No, no, that was Rocco. Rocco? Yeah, Al is behind... Uh, okay. Oh, I was behind the mourner. The, right. The yeah, family. you're right. He talks to Rocco and according to the script, he's telling Rocco, okay, have the heads of the families come now. Oh, okay. So I, so I don't know if they were like, if they get top priority, like they're in the, they're mm. in like the express lane that they get to go to the front or something or, or like once the immediate Corleone family is done oh, or whatever. So I thought that was kind of a, Oh wow. Or they just don't want to be standing around, you know, for, for an hour. Yeah. So, uh, well, that makes sense that Johnny, kind of being the godson yeah. of Don Vito and then Clemenza Capo regime. And yeah. That's kind of the end of the family. Yeah. We don't see where, where we don't see where Tessio went in that, uh, yeah. Rankings. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, finally Barzini, Alex, you know, what stands out? What? What's different between, between Barzini and all the other three 
uh, people paying respects in this scene. Hmm. He's not dressed in black. Uh, no. Um, I don't think Clemenza is dressed all in black. Clemenza is all in black. Oh, yeah. I don't think Mrs. Clemenza is, if that is indeed Mrs. Clemenza. <laughs> Barzini does not do the sign of the cross. Hmm. After all, we're not Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do, you, do you think he's not a religious man? He is the most modern of the Don. I was going to say that. Is that I thought he was the kind of the most, um, like, the dapper Don, like the kind of more American Don. Mm-hmm. Bye bye, Miss American Don. Yeah, I still have not seen um uh Bonacera there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Hmm. So, is there anything else in the <laughs> book about the uh, graves? Grave There's side? a little bit before we do that. You just reminded me of something funny I thought about. Remember last week we were talking about Bonacera, and in the book, Puzo writes about how proud he is. Right. Yeah. He feels a sense of power at having and his, prepared. And his sense of obligation was complete. Yeah, and he. Um, it would be so funny if there was if there were a deleted scene where you where it's the scene where Bonacera is preparing the body, mm-hmm. and he's having a talk. He's he's actually talking to the body as if Vito Corleone's still alive. He's mm. like, "Oh, Don Corleone, thank you for being my friend. Uh, oh, but now would you like to be my friend?" <laughs> Huh? Would you allow? Would you? You don't have me over for coffee anymore, do you, Vito? Wait, is he being? All, is he like mad at him? It's just like the the role. The shoes the, are the, reversed. The, the, the tables have turned. Tables have turned. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> when you first said it, I was going to picture it being a very dramatic scene of him. Like it could go that way, right? Yeah, I think it'd be funnier though if it were yeah. all. Uh, and then he's like slapping him around. You slap around my father. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mister Hagen, get get uh, don't call you on a drink. <laughs> he needs a favor from me now and he can't seem to find the words to ask didn't seem to care if it wasn't his daughter on the on the jaw wired shut Don Corleone I'd make you look good for your family but that is not justice <laughs> he puts like clown makeup on him <laughs> if that were justice I would be dead too oh wait a minute <laughs> Anyway, I thought of that as a funny little, little deleted scene, maybe in our musical. That would be good. He's like pouring <laughs> Sanko down the Don's throat. Uh, well, we already talked. <laughs> he's got a funnel. <laughs> we already talked about he would bomb, embalm him in Sanko, remember? Mm, the Don requested right. that. <laughs> remember, he said, life is beautiful. Don't forget to embalm me in Sanko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is a little bit in the book. You want me to, get, you see, want me to share what Puzo wrote? Mm, I guess so. Here we go. Page 409. 409. 409. <laughs> you got to love that. I wish Brian Wilson had gotten to write a rock opera about The Godfather. Oh, yes. Using all the Beach Boys songs? Well, no, no. You'd write new songs, but it would be in the Beach Boys style, you know, harmonies uh, and... Yeah, that'd be great. Oh! <laughs> I, think, I think it would be good to use some Beach Boys songs and just change the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the dun, 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 and he was the dun, 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 and he gave lots of favors today. Bonacera came and he needed justice for his daughter. <laughs> Maybe we should change the uh, the bonus content. Maybe we should now switch it up and do Beach Boy songs instead of oh, Beatles. Sure, songs. let's do. It. 
<laughs> that sounds great. Okay. Okay, page 409. That's when things get shut down. <laughs> Are people do people even listen to the Beach Boys? Are they going to get our jokes? <laughs> no. For our listeners, I don't even get our jokes. That's how obscure the Beach Boys have become. Yeah. For our listeners, Alex and I are pretty big Beach Boys fans, but Alex is a Brian Wilson super fan. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I'm more of a fan of the Beach Boys story than I am of their music. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, page 409. Would you you say you're a fan? (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to it another time. (laughs) Page 409. Puzo writes... It was time for the cemetery. And don't forget in the book, this is all in the backyard. Oh, that's right. You know what's weird? I forgot to bring this up last week. They bury him in the backyard and then immediately sell the house. So whoever gets the house has, <laughs> comes with a grave in the backyard. Do you think Do you think uh, realty laws in the 1950s require them to disclose that? Well, yeah. You don't want his ghost all around. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget Frank Fantangeli is the realtor. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> before selling the house they asked me if they could bury him there I said sure (laughs) this house doesn't even have a lobby (laughs) I was listening to our last episode when I was producing and stuff oh so funny that Frankie Five Angels as a realtor is classic (laughs) (laughs) Puzo writes page 409 it was time for the cemetery it was time to bury the great dawn Michael linked his arm with Kay's and went out into the garden to join the host of mourners. Behind him came the copper regimes, followed by their soldiers, and then all the humble people the godfather had blessed during his lifetime. The baker, Nazarene, Mm. the widow, Columbo, and her sons, and all the countless others of his world he had ruled so firmly but justly. Pause. So do you remember in Godfather 2, the Columbo, widow? Uh, oh, she's the one who, uh, who the dog, uh, she's going to get kicked out of her apartment. Yeah. She's in the flashback scene in yeah. Godfather two. And wow, she went to his funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She was close with, I think mama. Mama. Oh, so yeah. they stayed in touch. It's not like she hadn't seen him since then and was like, oh, I should just go pay my, she's that's the dog. Gu- the dog's like 50 years old. Yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> and by the way, in, in the book, the Godfather are, there are scenes from that period. Yeah. Right. That, that if we do Godfather 2 podcast. If. If we do the Godfather 2 minute pa- co- podcast, we'll go back and look at that. Yeah. Who's, Even you will. Yeah, maybe you could just record yourself for hours and hours and I'll, about Godfather 2 and I'll just, I'll, I'll splice that in with my dialogue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll save us some time, right? Sure. Now, we made a commitment, Alex. We did? Yeah, you promised. You made a commitment to our listeners that you're going to see this through. All the way to GF3. Well, all the way till the scene where Joey that, that gets killed, and then we're done. I will not rest until I see Mary Corleone in a grave. <laughs> Buried alongside her grandfather. Do you think Bonacera is going to be the one to bury her? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. How old do you oh, think he like was? 30 in years 19- later, isn't it? Uh, was that in the 80s? I think it's like 1980. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Bonacera's daughter by that point has taken over the company. Oh, she takes over the business, the family mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Wow. And she's all like, "Hi, I'm from Bonacera." <laughs> she can't move her mouth. 
I would have thought she would have hooked up with Michael because they 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 connect via their broken wired jaws. <laughs> well, they went on a couple sight. of dates. They went on a couple of dates, but other than the uh, the broken jaw, they didn't really have that much in common. <laughs> <laughs> that is not justice. Puzo writes. It's funny that Bonacera's daughter has a broken jaw, and she goes to the law and the law doesn't help. And then the law is the one who winds up giving Mikey a broken jaw. Oh yeah. That's payback. So do you think that's there was the a scene of Bonacera talking to McCluskey and being like, what do you mean? And he's like, ah, I gotta do what they say. You know what I mean? Like, is there a scene of, of Bonacera protesting to McCluskey about unfair treatment? You mean about him hitting Michael or about the the boys? Oh, no, no, like before the movie started. Oh, when wow. Bonacera went to yeah. the court case and everything. In the book, there is the very opening scene of the book, I think, is him in the courtroom. Right, yeah. But I don't think he's in Beverly Grave as McCluskey. <laughs> <laughs> you must do something, Captain McCluskey. Damn it, Phil. I said, get, get, stand him up and get him out of here. <laughs> I thought I told all you grave, all you corpse valets to get out of here. Eh? All you corpse valets, <laughs> like they're all like swarming around. <laughs> yeah. They're all looking for business. <laughs> Puzo writes, page four oh nine. There were even some who had been his enemies come to do him honor. Hmm. Michael observed all this with a tight, polite smile. He was not impressed. Yet he thought, if I can die saying, life is beautiful then nothing else is important. If I can believe in myself that much, nothing else matters. He would follow his father. He would care for his children, his family, his world. But his children would grow in a different world. They would be doctors, artists, scientists. Dr. Corleone, Professor Corleone. Artist Corleone. Master of Fine Arts Corleone. (laughs) Governors, presidents. So, pause. So two things that's in, two things that are interesting. Remember we commented that that scene in the garden uh-huh. from the movie is not in the book where they're talking about right. all that. So I think this is maybe where hmm. Francis Ford Coppola and Puzo stole that line, the governors and presidents, yeah, and put it back into that scene. Yeah, that's good. The second thing is. Puzo writes that Michael wants his children to be doctors, artists, and scientists. Artists. But as we will see in Godfather 3, that ain't the case, Alex. Well, at this this point, he wants that. Yeah. But he also assumed that by the time his kids were adults, that he'd be probably completely out of the crime business. So, and I don't want to jump ahead too much. Five years. Are you saying in Godfather 3, he wants his son to become a lawyer instead of an opera singer? Because they're not yet legitimate and he needs his help? Yes. Oh, interesting. I always thought of it more just as a parent wanting kind of a, a, a more stable job, even though Michael Corleone's probably super rich at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was also just, I mean, I think it's, I think he wants him to help out, but I don't know how much of it is just that it's, it's so important to Michael that like he's blinded by that. Like, mm-hmm. what else would he want to do other than be the head of a huge, you know, multinational powerful? Like, Michael's whole thing has always been to be as powerful as possible. So, yeah, to him, it's incon- it's he, he doesn't understand when someone's like purposely not doesn't want power. But that is interesting that his his opinion apparently changes over time. Yeah, yeah. I can see Michael saying, 
just when and got in GF3, just when I bought immobiliary stock and a dollar a share, it goes right back down. <laughs> Hoo-yah! <laughs> Puto writes uh, page 409 <laughs> governors presidents anything at all he would see to it that they join the general family of humanity but he as a powerful and prudent parent would most certainly keep a wary eye on that general family hmm, general family end scene nice yeah, so that's it for the book it's just kind of a recap of where Michael's of what Michael's mindset is at this point. Hmm. Anything else, Alex? Uh, I can't really think of anything. There's not much in this in this minute, so uh, I'm fine in uh, wrapping things up. Yeah. Again, I liked it because of the lack of dialogue, lack of music, really brought me into the hmm. Michael's mind and the mourners. A little, little moment of reflection also on uh, the life of Don Corleone. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get to see Barthini. Oh, yeah. Did you say Barthini? Barthini. <laughs> That's if you lived in Spain, right? <laughs> yeah. Blasphemous. No, the guy just has a lisp who says it. <laughs> blasphemous. Blasphemous Barzini. <laughs> this sounds like his garbage. What's his <laughs> first What is his first name? Uh, Emili- Emiliano? Emiliano? Oh, Emilio, I think. Emilio. Okay. I think it's Emilio. All right. So you're ready to rate it then? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. One, One two, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew you were going two, and I I assumed you were going five. Oh no, no, no. But uh, but I um yeah, I went to balance. I, I really liked it, but comparatively, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Alex, any plugs for the bonus content? We do have one. We asked, we'll answer. We'll get, uh, we'll uh, find out the story behind black armbands, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, other that, we'll keep keep going with our regular features. Yeah, and don't forget, we added a few weeks ago. What historical figure would the characters meet in the episode? Uh huh. And we are shifting from Beatles songs to Beach Boys songs. Yeah, well, at least at least give it a try for a while. Yeah, sounds like fun, fun, fun to me. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right. So then, uh, until next, next time. time.